Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Self-Love for Breakfast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. I'm so happy you are here today with me, my friend. And today we have a really cool guest. I'm excited for you to meet her. Her name is Kate Bouchard, and she is a unique mix of creativity and business savvy. That's my kind of woman. (laughs) She is the founder of Loba, a smart pill organizer, an armature collective, a marketing and branding company. Kate's vision is to change the way we approach wellness and create cherished daily rituals. Kate, welcome to Self-Love for Breakfast. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy you're here. So we like to start things off on this little, um, with like a little initiation, goals, gratitude, and badassery. So right now, what is your biggest goal? Like, what's your goal? Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) My biggest goal, my most ambitious goal right now is to grow and scale Loba into a company that helps make caring for health both a ritual and a pleasure. And, um, you know, more than just selling pill organizers or more than just having an app, I really want to offer solutions that enable people to be well. Mm. And I want to make a lasting contribution through the brand. So that's my big ambitious goal right now. I love it. I love it. (laughs) The bigger, the better. Yeah. Um, And gratitude. What are you grateful for? Yeah, I think more than ever, I'm really grateful to live a life that's, you know, I live in a place that's where I feel safe. It's free of violence and Mm. war and, you know, all these things that we're seeing around the world right now. It's not something that I'm threatened with on a day-to-day basis and more often than not feeling safe in my home. And, um, you know, I think that it's easy to sometimes take for granted the everyday and like normal and forget what others are going through around the world. And it just makes, it just makes any of my problems feel minuscule. And so I'm I'm grateful to to be relatively safe and comfortable and um, away from those types of things. Yeah. I love that. We all deserve it. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And badassery. So what is something that you have done recently that you're proud of or that you think is pretty badass? First of all, I love that badassery. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that sometimes, I'm not sure about you, but sometimes I forget to celebrate or like look back and see how far I've come. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've been working on um, a lot and actually created some celebration rituals um, because both the coach I was working with and the therapist I was working with, like, mm. you need to, you need to stop and you need to actually, without people telling you how amazing that thing was, you need to realize yes. how amazing that thing was on your own and celebrate it. And so I think the thing that I, sort of the biggest thing that I look back on or that I'm in and think, wow, like I'm doing it is it, it truly is Loba. And it's just like, when I step back and look at it, having had an idea mm. and seeing a gap and then actually creating a product to address that just going from like idea to creation is huge. And so many people have so many great ideas for businesses or products or designs or whatever it is. And it stays as an idea. Mm -hmm. And I think that even just bringing something something to fruition 
in itself is, is badass as hell. So badass. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I think a lot of the best things come from a need, right? Like a need for yourself Mm -hmm. when you're like, I wish I had this and and it's not out there. And then you're like, well, why not me? Yeah. Why not not me be the one to do it? And I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. And so many entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial stories that you hear start that way. Like I, you know, I was in the marketplace and I was trying to find X and I couldn't find anything to meet my needs or it's the same story with me and Lova or I was seeing this trend and I didn't see any companies acting on it. And so I thought, why, you know, why not me? Why don't I give it a shot? Um, so I think that's very true. Totally. Yeah. I used to own a boutique and that was the catalyst for it. I had been working out and got all these muscles and I'm like, clothes don't fit me. (laughs) And I ended up um, starting a store for women with muscles. So it's like, you know, there's like a need, and it's like, if I'm feeling this way, there's going to be other people. Who yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There has to be other people who are experiencing that too. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to, especially as you're um, investing money and time and energy into a business or an idea to definitely do your research and make sure it's not just you. And, and most of the time you find out it's not right. Like right. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a bigger problem um, than, than just something that you're solving for yourself, but just making sure of that so that you have the confidence when you do take those next steps um, forward and creating that, that, um, product or business or idea. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I want to comment on like the celebration thing, you know, like this is something Mm. that probably from the last couple of years, I've gotten really good at it. And I encourage my clients as well. It's like, look, I, and my husband makes fun of me because he's like, of course we're celebrating. Cause we have to tell him, like, we're celebrating. It's fine. Like I'm going to order this. We're celebrating. And he's like, of course we're always celebrating. And I'm like, yes, we There's always are. something to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, we are always celebrating. Cause when you get in the vibration of celebration and just like mm. the energy of it, you're always, it always feels good. You're not waiting. You're not just like, I love okay. that. You know, the vibration of celebration. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you have like a certain so I, what I did, and I actually have to come back to it because I've, you know, and everything is, is in, in the practice of it, right? Like we're not going to be perfect all the time. And it's just, sure. I would say it's in the practice, it's in the practice. Um, so I need to come back to that practice for myself. But my celebration was um, a little mini bottle of Prosecco and fresh flowers. Yeah. So anytime I, you know, got a new client with Armature Collective or something big and significant happened with, with Loba, I would do that. And it's not, you know, it's not that I never buy myself flowers or never drink a, a glass of Prosecco, but it's sort of like the act of... yes going and getting those things and bringing them home and enjoying them in the moment. Um, yeah. it was my ritual. Do you have a certain ritual that you, that you do, or you kind of choose depending on the, yeah, it kind of just depends on like, you know what, I did this really awesome thing. I'm going to buy this thing for myself. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I used to have this store and I had a, a team, like right now I only have like a VA. Um, but when I had a bigger team, it was like, we beat last month's in sales or last year or whatever. And, or even if it was like the worst sales month ever, but we did something that we could be like, this happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would just like take them out and we'd get, we'd pop champagne and, and dress up and get all cute and like feel really good. So it's so important. It's so important to, to do that. You have to acknowledge, especially, oh my gosh, you want a business, like you have to be able to celebrate because if you're waiting for like the big thing, like that big vision to Mm -hmm. like come to fruition you're going to get burnt out and you're going to, you know, you're going to get tired and just be like, Oh, and then when it happens, you're going to already have your eye on a new target. Yeah. I think that's, that's so true with uh, business and also life. Like I, I did a lot of work a number of years ago around um, purpose and actually became, I actually do some purpose coaching for some clients cool. and, and 
setting goals based on feeling, because what I found is, I don't know about you, but like I got to a point in my life and in my career where I was like, okay, I've done all the things in the order that you're supposed to do them. And how come I haven't, I don't feel like I've just arrived Mm -hmm. and I'm, and I'm just happy like that, you know, people asking, are you happy? It's like, that's such a, that question is so hard (laughs) because, you know, and, and I was just always like chasing the next checkbox. And then I would, and I would complete that thing or accomplish that thing and then go, okay, am I happy now? Like now what? You know, rather than focusing on how I want to feel in life. And again, coming back to things are always a practice Mm -hmm. and going, okay, like I'm I'm feeling not connected or I'm feeling um, overwhelmed or I'm I'm feeling, um, you know, I'm not feeling free or whatever it is. And then like reevaluating in little pieces as you go along versus just like, okay, I'm going to, once I make X amount of money, that means I'm going to be happy. Or once I, you know, lose X amount of pounds or whatever. It's like, yeah, we have to be happy now. We have to figure out how to be happy now. And then, or, you know, how do I want to feel? You're saying, Mm -hmm. you know, like, how do I want to feel when this happens? Like, cool. We could totally bring that into our bodies now. So it's, it's actually a lot more fulfilling and it keeps you in the present moment instead of always searching for that thing. Yeah. That's, that's mindfulness, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like the things that I'm, I know when you, you asked the question about, um, gratitude or what, what I'm grateful for right now, that was kind of a big, heavy thing. But what I try to do on a daily basis is be grateful for like really stop and be mindful and notice things like in the morning, like the smell and the feel of my cup of coffee Mm. or like taking a moment and looking out at a view and just kind of like taking it in or taking a breath or being really mindful throughout my day to, to feel grounded and connected and, and find those, um, I think it's remind I've used in the past is like micro moments mm-hmm. of gratitude. Um, because I think that it just improves our daily life if we can, if we can tap into those more often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and rather than like, right, like staring at your phone while scarfing something down and barely tasting it, <laughs> which also happens sometimes. <laughs> <That's> totally. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. And just taking those moments to like slow down a little bit and being like, oh my gosh, I'm not even tasting my food. And I'm Mm. so absorbed in my phone and being like, all right, let me set this down and let me just like be here Mm -hmm. in this moment. Cause those moments matter too. It's not always the big ones. Yeah, exactly. So I'd love to hear about your health, um, your health journey, because like I recently, um, I was, you know, reading your bio and I was like, oh wow. You know, I had something last year where, I ended up going to a holistic doctor, naturopath, and going through all this thing and all this, the friggin' supplements. My God, yes, yes, so many, yeah. and they change every three weeks. And um, that's why I'm like really actually excited to get my Loba because I'm like, I was looking for something that oh, could, I love it. Yeah. could help me with all these freaking supplements. And I found some things and um, with as often as they switch out, it's, you know, whatever. It's like frustrating. So mm-hmm. um, I'd love to hear about, you know, what kind of brought you here and like your health journey. Yeah. I, and I think it's something that people need to hear, you know, that it, there's other ways to, to, uh, take care of yourself and, and to go through that. So, yeah, for sure. So I, it was in my, um, late twenties, I decided to go off the hormonal birth control. Pill. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you've experienced this. And so I decided to go off because I'd been on it for most of really like m- most of my life. And yeah. Um, so I decided to go off of it. And what I found was that my, my body like didn't know what to do, like what to do and how to, how to manage and create my own hormones. And, um, I went through this really horrible adjustment period where like I'd had, I've had, had nice skin most of my life and I just broke out all over the place, could Mm -hmm. try a million product, beauty products and cleansers and facials and nothing was working. And, 
um, I felt very sluggish and, um, I was trying to get fit and lose a little bit of weight and I was having a really hard time with it. Uh, what else? I, my cycles were a complete disaster mm-hmm. and I was really confused and frustrated. And although I did seek, um, you know, medical care through my family physician, through my doctor and some specialists, I also started pursuing like alternative um, medicine and alternative therapies through a naturopath mm-hmm. and an acupuncturist. And uh, what I found was that taking, seeing a naturopath, taking these supplements consistently over a period of time really made a positive impact mm-hmm. on my hormones, on my body. I was able to understand, like track and understand how, what a, what a cycle is and what my body's actually doing for the first time ever naturally and understand more about, you know, the female reproductive um, system. And what I actually learned during, you know, all of this was that I uh, had uterine fibroids Mm. and um, symptoms that were indicative of PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And they were playing um, a role in some of these challenges that I was having. And it's possible that the birth control pill from a young age masked these challenges that I had. Mm -hmm. So, because typically they prescribe um, birth control, um, hormonal birth control pills or other hormonal birth controls as um, a way to manage symptoms for these things. So I, for the first time, learned a lot about my own body and how it worked and how to, you know, observe things that were happening to me um, and adapt my own, my own lifestyle, what I was eating, you know, what kind of exercise I was doing, all that based on, on my natural cycle. So during this time, I was working in a corporation. I was commuting. I lived in the suburbs and I was commuting into downtown Vancouver, you know, multiple hours per day in traffic, very busy kind of like corporate mm-hmm. lifestyle. And I use organization as a way to manage life. Like I'm a very sort of type A individual. I like things organized and clean and meal planning and prepping and, you know, my calendar is color coded and that kind of stuff. And so I was looking for something to help me manage all these supplements. I was taking multiple, like multiple supplements, multiple times a day. And all I could find were what you think of when you think of pill organizers, which are those really ugly plastic, mm-hmm. um, ones that you get for super cheap at the drugstore that have like large text. Maybe they're once, sometimes you'll find twice per day. Uh, and it just really didn't suit my needs because when I was traveling back and forth all the time, I didn't want to bring an entire week's worth of supplements with me right. to the office. <laughs> I didn't want to cart around all these supplements. Like in and my, and they're small too, right? Like the yeah. containers are like, they can only fit so many pills. So you're just like, cool. I can fit three of the 11. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you have to bring like everything. And so what are you going to bring all the bottles with you to and from like in your purse? Yeah. Uh, so I just couldn't find anything that met my needs. And that also didn't make me feel like, you know, like a senior citizen who had like all these polypharmacy <laughs> medical issues, right? Like yeah. I was a young, vibrant person and it just made me feel like I was sick or something was wrong with me. The, the design of it, I'm, I'm really conscious, like aesthetically aware and conscious of my space and my environment really plays a role in my mood yeah. and in my wellness. So I wanted something that looked beautiful to have on my counter, in my, you know, my kitchen, in my bathroom, um, and that also I could take with me on the go for just a, like a day's worth of supplements. And I, anyway, I couldn't find anything. I, I and I had this well, idea. I'm, I can confirm that it's not out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like still, I'm like, you know, like I've got like this, this, it's like a pill organizer, but it's like a, 
a cylinder and it's got like you turn the thing and you can pour the pills out. It's all well and great, but then like there are pills that are too small. So then they get mixed up with the other pills. And so I have to keep those on the counter. And then it's it's just like all these like problems that you like don't think are like going to be problems until you actually are faced, you know, with them. And then when I travel, I actually put them in individual baggies, like my morning and my night, because I don't have any, you know. Yeah. So it's like, it's such a small thing you, you know, would think, but when you actually have all of these supplements that you take, it is it's pain in the ass. And then, and then what are you going to do? Be like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'm going on this trip, but forget it. I just want to take care of myself for those four or five days. Like not an option. Yeah, exactly. And especially personally for me, when I travel as well, like I, you're sometimes out of sorts, right? Like you, you have jet mm-hmm. lag or you're, you're not eating like you normally would. You're maybe yeah. like drinking a little bit more. Uh, you, you know, you want to, you don't want to, you want to continue those healthy habits as best as you can when you travel from, you know, me personally, you know, sometimes you're just like, I'm in it for a great weekend in sure. Vegas with the girls, whatever, house <laughs> out the window for three days and I'll come back and, you know, taking your, taking your supplements, with make up for my sins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but most of the time, you know, I, I, I want to try to um, yeah. carry some of those healthy habits with me and when I travel. Uh, yeah, like the, the one that I, the, the pilgrimage that I used again, it was just like this cheap, ugly plastic, mm-hmm. uh, one that I found. And, what I did like about it, there was no dates on it, but what I did like about it was that I could just screw like a date, like a, a portion off, a section off and take just a day with me. Mm-hmm. But again, too small, no dates. I would yeah. get confused about whether or not I took it because it wasn't yeah. dated. I'm like, did I take my post today? I don't remember. Oh my like, I'm so bad at that. <laughs> so... Like yeah, there's just all, like, no. <laughs> yeah, there's just all these things that that weren't working for me, and so I had that idea back then. I sort of shelved it, mm-hmm. and I was at the time I was leaving my corporate job and starting Armature Collective, which is my marketing and branding company, and I was really focused on you know being successful, doing what I what I know how to do, which is marketing mm-hmm. and building that business. And so that was about four years ago now, and. After a couple of years, the idea of this pill organizer kind of came back to me. And I'm like, this still hasn't been done. Like, <laughs> nobody's done this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so a few years ago, I decided to start really doing my discovery and my research and investing in um, like product design and development and really thinking through this idea. And it's kind of just uh, like ever since then, it's just taken off. And I've heard so many stories, like you said, mm-hmm. about these challenges. I heard, you know, we I spoke to naturopaths and naturopathic patients, and uh, we have a wellness advisory panel at LOBA made up of two naturopaths and a, um, an MD. Mm-hmm. And I just like, uh, the further I got into it, the more I was like, we need, we need LOBA and I'm all in. And so here we are today, um, just leading up to the launch of being able to deliver the product to our customers uh, app is in development and yeah, it's, we're, we're going, it's full steam ahead. I love, tell me about the app. Cause I don't know. I don't know much about that. Tell me about the app. Yeah. So, so Loba, it's a smart Wi-Fi connected pill organizer that, um, connects to the Loba app, which is available both on, um, iOS and Android. And via the app, you actually add your pills and manage your schedule. So you can choose whether the pill is morning something you take in the morning or something you take in the evening. And then if you, that's with our Loba basic, um, app. And then if you upgrade to premium, you can add custom times and like unlimited pill reminders. So for example, some things, some supplements you might take are like need to be kept in the fridge or are mm. liquid like droppers or whatever. You can add those to Loba as well. Uh, the app, 
what you also get to do is choose what color you want Loba, the pill organizer, to light up when it's time to take your pills. So you can customize the colors. So say in the morning you want like a, you know, a soft white in the evening, you want a blue or a purple or something a little bit more moody. You can also like, uh, if you upgrade to the, the, um, premium version, you can add for each custom time a different color. So you actually like color coordinate each of your pill types. So say for example, vitamin D, you want something that's like, like the sun, you know, um, you also set a weekly organizing day so that it'll remind both the app and the Loba device will remind you when it's time to organize for the week ahead. My God bless you, woman. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it's really like we, I really spend a lot of time on design. uh, Me and my team of the app, because we want it to be, we want to feel like an inspirational place as well. So we have articles surfacing from our, our journal, our website with, you know, health tips, um, uh, pieces written by our wellness advisory panel or, um, you know, wellness coaches, uh, to really help inform your wellness and health overall. We have an inspirational quote that changes every day at the top to, set, yeah. you know, set the um, feeling for the day. And the app is just going to continue to grow and have additional functionalities as we roll out. So I'm really excited about, about delivering that to people. I mean, brilliant. Like, I think one of the biggest struggles for me too, even before this health journey, like when taking supplements or um, even just for like the gym, right? Like remembering to take like creatine or just like things that like aren't, you know, <laughs> so imperative. Um, and I would be like, I can't, I can't take that because I won't remember. Right. I, mean, I struggled with the pill, like birth control. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I, I had to get the Nuvering Cause I was like, I cannot remember mm-hmm. <laughs> not trying to have kids. I'm going to end up with like seven because I can't remember <laughs> like, <laughs> like day three, I'm taking like four of them, you know, to like catch yeah. up. And I was like, I just can't do it. Like, no, not good. I have adult ADHD. Like there's, there, this doesn't work for me. And mm-hmm. so like having the reminder without having to like set the reminders yourself, like every day in your phone or something like that, you know? Yeah. And the thing that, what I really um, love about how we set this up is that, so I don't know about you, but I get, there's a lot of noise on my phone, right? Like I get so many yeah. notifications and I do, I'm starting to use the um, like do not disturb function for winding down and in the morning, mm. waking up and that kind of stuff, but, or when I'm trying to focus, because focus is, mm. is a challenge in today's world to be able to sure focus is. on something. But anyway, you know, I, you sure you could set an alarm on your phone, mm-hmm. but how easy is it to dismiss those notifications or uh-huh. to ignore them? <laughs> and the thing about Loba that I love is that you get the notification on the phone, but then the Loba unit also lights up. So say you're out for dinner and you brought your pills with you. Um, because I should probably explain this. So Loba, each of the, each of the days of the week have their own daily compartment that nestle in the base. So you can take a day supplements with you on the go. So you can put that in your bag or your purse or whatever. Um, but so say you're at dinner and your notification goes off on your phone, that it's time to take your supplements and you just, you know, you're having your in-depth conversation with a friend and you just kind of dismiss it and you forget about it. When you get home, Loba will still be lit up when you walk in the door. Oh, nice. So it's <laughs> until you remove the lids or log in app that you've taken the pills. So we're using the power of visual cues as well as, you know, the notification, uh, so when you walk into your space, you know, you come into the kitchen or you, you walk into your bathroom or whatever, and Loba is lit up and you're like, Oh, right. I didn't take them. Oh yeah. yeah that well, oh, right. So I didn't log them for me. I mean, right? I need yeah. like, <laughs> I need like 75 different <laughs> styles of reminders. <laughs> like take it. Uh, I mean, I've gotten a lot better now that I've like, it's, I've been on this, um, health journey for almost a year. So like now it's, it's a lot better, but still there are ones I miss like the afternoon ones are just harder to remember, you know, it's like morning and night is easier. So that's really cool. Yeah. 
Um, and what was I going to say? So I love that. I love that it's pretty and like aesthetically so important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I mean, I have the ugliest thing sitting on my counter right now. Like I, <laughs> so I heard, I heard people saying that they, uh, like hide away their, all their supplements and pill organizers when company comes to visit. Like, yeah. you know, it's something that you like, <laughs> you used to clean your room as a kid. You like to throw everything in the closet, or, like shove it under the bed. It feels like that kind of same yeah. thing. It's like, Oh, I don't want anyone to see this. And you, and you hide it away. Mm. And I, I really want to create a positive sentiment around taking your pills and supplements for proactive, better health and not something that feels like we're sick or like to be ashamed of because really what you're doing is investing in yourself. You're investing all of this money and seeing, mm. you know, naturopaths or seeing acupuncturists or doing herbal therapies. Like Americans and Canadians spend $6.5 billion dollars annually on on pills and supplements like Amazing. for I mean um, I, I I get it because every time I leave the doctors I'm like <laughs> yeah. yeah you spend so much money on it why would you not invest in something that makes you feel good about taking them and helps create like a positive sentiment around it yeah I love I mean it didn't exist <laughs> this is true <laughs> it didn't exist I I love that and I love the app I love that you're fusing it with technology because that's you know that's where everything is. That's where everything's going. And it's like, we can't just have solid, just like a product thing anymore, you know, like for most things we need mm-hmm. that, that added element. Plus like, I love that there's education and um, mindfulness and all of that worked in. Cause I think, you know, humans, we need a multifaceted anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. yeah. It's not just one. It's not just about our physical body and our health. It's like, no, our, our emotional and our mental being and our spiritual health and, and all of that, it's all part of, it's all part of it. And we need to, you know, work to make all of it better. Um, And so having something that is geared towards like, yeah, your physical health, of course, but then also like your mental and emotional as well. Yeah. It's all so interconnected. Absolutely. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, And I think, you know, like you're, you're pretty young. I'm in my mid thirties. Yeah. So you're pretty young. So it's like, you know, I feel like a lot of women, one, you know, being in your mid thirties, right. There are a lot of women who are like, feel like they need to figure everything out by 23. And that's just not often true. (laughs) Um, you know, I myself have been through many evolutions of, of career, not just like who I was a person, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I've owned several businesses and letting it like shedding them like skins when I'm ready for something, you know, bigger and better for me. Um, but also like, you know, to have an idea and then to bring it to life and yeah, it's not easy. There's hoops and then there's, you know, trial and errors and ups and downs. And sometimes I'm sure you want to rip your hair out of your head. (laughs) (laughs) Still got most of it, but I definitely have more more grays than I did before. You know, and you have a vision, um, and sometimes you get into that like kind of vision tunnel where you're like, it has to be this way. It has to be this way. It has to be this way. And you're not seeing like the other options kind of like opening up outside of it. It's a whole journey. Mm-hmm. So I, I just hope that women listening to this are, you know, encouraged by you that like, there are still things out there that don't exist that could make people's lives easier. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, I really, I'm just, I'm such a supporter of, of anyone really. And, and women, especially in, pursuing your, your goals and your dreams. And whether that looks like entrepreneurship or that looks like, um, you know, moving up in a company or that looks like raising children, like we really need to, um, you know, go after our vision and it's never, it's never too late. Like there's never, ever, ever. 
there's so many artists and actors and writers and politicians and business people who got their start in their forties, fifties, sixties. Like this is life is life is long enough that you can reinvent yourself multiple times. And it's short enough that you should. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. You know, that needs to be one of the quotes. Yeah, no, it it really is. Yeah. It really, I mean, you see like there are women in their like 60s, 70s, like going back to college, like how, how inspiring. (laughs) So inspirational. I love that. Yeah. I tell my husband, I'm like, cause I love writing. Um, I feel like I was a writer first, you know, before all the other stuff. And you know, I'm like, oh, writing novels. And like right now, that's just not in my forefront. And I was like, I have so much time. I'm like, I can be, you know, I don't plan on ever retiring. I'm like, I could be, you know, my 60s and 70s. Like, oh, absolutely. Pumping out the novel. novel yeah. Like, and think about the life experience, time. like how much more life experience you have yeah. that point to be able to draw from, right? Like, exactly. as I, I'm, I'm a, a writer as well. And, um, you know, everything for me is inspired by experiences I've had or challenges and struggles or, relationships or whatever. So when you're in your sixties, you're going to have so much more to draw from. Exactly. That's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) That is a really good point. I feel like everything I've written thus far is like memoir-y too, which is like so funny because I'm not that old, but like, you know, drawing from my own experiences now, I'm sure when I'm in my sixties and seventies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're very inspiring. I think it's, um, it's really cool to, to see that. And I think, Man, you know, when women, when we, we like put our, our head to the, <laughs> to the ground and we're like, all right, let's make something. We make things that help people, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, like I love the businesses that women are helping, helping people um, and making money and then they can help more people because money is a resource, you know? Yeah. It's so, it's so important, especially today. Like you, companies need to have a point of view and brands need to stand for something mm. now more than ever. And, yeah. you know, the most successful uh, businesses are going to be those who, who do that and who make a difference in their, like, whether it's in their communities or on a global scale. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have been, I've been surrounded by such amazing, inspirational women throughout my career and mentors, um, you know, sort of of all genders who have come forward to help me through this process. Like mm-hmm. it really, truly is a community that's contributing to Loba. I'm, I'm the founder and it's, it's sort of a one woman show. It feels like a lot of time as you probably have experienced as a business oh, yeah. <laughs> owner, but there's a, a network and a community of support that really come together um, to help me with Loba and help me, you know, shoot for the stars and, and um, create a, a larger vision and not sort of put myself in a small box. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just so grateful to all of them because they're really showing me the way and, um, giving me a sense of community and mentorship around it. There's tons of, you know, programs that you can turn to for um, connecting with other women entrepreneurs or other, other women in business. And Mm. yeah, I mean, like there's no, I think there's no better time than now. I, I, you know, I think for a lot of my younger years, I was, I'm I'm a perfectionist and I call myself sort of a reformed perfectionist and it's still, is something that I, I, you know, have to work through sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so focused on looking perfect and not wanting to make a fool of myself and not wanting to mess up or fail that I didn't, that I was almost like debilitated. Like it was debilitating. I didn't oh, totally. Yeah. I was, I didn't take any risks. I didn't do the things that I wanted to do. Um, because I was scared of making a fool of myself. And 
I think that, that, you know, you'll never be fully ready. You're never going to get everything right. No. (laughs) No. And if you wait until, if you wait until you think that you have everything perfectly lined up, you'll never get it done. Mm -hmm. You'll never move ahead. And so I think I just encourage people to like, you know, when you have this idea, when you have this vision for how you want your life to be, do your research, you know, come at it very mindfully. Don't jump into anything that you haven't thought through. Yeah. But there's never going to be a perfect time. Never going to have it all figured out. I'm like, let's do it. I don't care. It can't be that hard. See, that's so, and you learn along along the way, right? I'm like, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) And the lesson is so much more powerful, but um, yeah, you can't can't wait till you have all the answers. No, I love that you said you're you're reform or recovering uh, perfectionist. So like I tell people, I tell my clients, I'm like, look, perfectionism is not a personality trait. It's a coping strategy. Mm. It is rooted in fear and it is keeping you safe. Oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. That is so true. And yeah. as someone who like, as a, as a, I had a wonderful you know childhood, but I did feel um, there's a lot of change and I control is something mm-hmm. that I like anytime I could control my situation, it helped me feel safe. Right. And so I think yeah. perfectionism is a form of control as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. That's basically, you know, all of our coping strategies are protect us, keep us safe, mm-hmm. um, keep us from pain, <laughs> all of that. Even if it's just disappointment, you know, like we don't, we don't want to feel that we don't want to experience it. And so we, we go that way. So it's good that, that you're working through that. And I think, you know, a lot of women, um, really struggle with that because we're afraid to make a fool of ourselves. We don't want to look stupid or like fail when like failing epically sometimes is like the best thing that can happen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel it in the moment. It doesn't feel like while you're headed there. Um, but sometimes it's like, there's something new coming. You know, I had a business fail. Um, my partners and I parted ways. It was such a hard Oh my gosh. Like, I think we cried every day, like Ugh. business, but it, it it's what really showed me that I love working with women. I love helping them to empower themselves. I never would have known that had I not gone through that business and mm-hmm. that business needed to fail in order for me to get to where I am today. It's so interesting, isn't it? At the time, I was not grateful at all for that. <laughs> I was pissed. There's this, that reminds me of, um, I've been hearing this saying, I guess, or term, um, rejection is redirection. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing this a lot lately and I love that. That's really been, I like, I wrote that down because that's really been so helpful for me as rejection is redirection. It's as a, a business owner, there's a lot of rejection that you get, whether, you know, you're applying for mm-hmm. grant programs or, you know, pitching to a retail store or even just like little rejections in, in emails. Hey, will totally. you write a blog post for me? And, you know, or do you want to be featured here or can we put you on social or whatever, like little things. Um, there's constant rejection and I love this idea of redirection, uh, rejection is redirection. Yeah. And, um, I think that's very similar for failure as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like with rejection and whatnot, like just like not being attached to the outcome, right? Like if you want something, um, you know, if you want to pitch yourself for something and it's just kind of like, this would be really cool if. And if it's a no, it's a no. And there's not this like, ah, like making it about you or, or taking it personally. It's like, okay, it's just a no, it's fine. And like, mm-hmm. as you practice that, it just gets easier and easier. And you realize that, you know, what's for you is for you. And what's not is not, you know, I do that with clients or people who are like asking me all these questions. They seem really interested. And then they're like, 
the ghost. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, not right now or this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, cool, you know, because I know that if it was for me, they, it would be like, hell yes, because there are those people, you know? And if it's not, my attachment to like they're needing their answer, it like points to something in me that I need to work on. Mm. you know so we can't be we can't we gotta release that attachment and just know that if it, if everything was a yes all the time then everyone would have everything they ever wanted and it would all be so easy and we'd all just like you know <laughs> that's nice we could do we could it that. No. <laughs> but um if life was like that you know <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be interesting that's for sure we'd all be bored we wouldn't even know what joy was because we would just have it 24 7 so we would have yeah. no contact no exactly and I think that sort of to your point about um to your point about not being attached to the outcome Mm -hmm. I think that it is very natural to I think what needs to or not needs to happen I think what we should aim for is that the turnaround from being disappointed to moving on is faster totally right like like if if you're not a little bit disappointed then you probably didn't care that much Mm -hmm. right like if and so I think disappointment is normal. Sad feelings are normal. Frustration totally. is normal. And these emotions are a part of our experience. And we can't be just like 100% positive all the time, right? And yeah. we should. Because that's that becomes toxic positivity, right? Well, and this is something a, I learned the last little while too. Yeah. But the turnaround should be faster. Like we should, that's what our aim should be. Yeah. There's a difference between feeling your feelings and then creating a story around the feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like... I. Uh, that sucks, you know, or I'm or, hurt or that's sad. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed. And then, or like, I'm not good enough and no one likes me. I'm a know. failure. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. That's mm-hmm. where it becomes just toxic period, you know? Yeah. And we, yeah. and then we create more of the shit we don't want when we act like that. Quick yeah. question. So yeah. what does Loba mean? Where did that come from? So Loba, it's not really a part of the brand, but it's, uh, for, well, I wanted a word that didn't, have any preconceptions people didn't have preconceptions of okay um i wanted to, to create the brand from scratch and create the feel and the tone and manner around a word that was not in the english language i like it however it is a spanish word okay um and loba in spanish means female wolf Ooh. and oh, it's yeah. kind of just a little yeah it's just a like little that. i'm calling it an easter egg mm-hmm. mostly for myself um have you read women who run with the wolves no but i it's on my list yeah, it's yeah. an amazing read, and uh, I can honestly say that it greatly altered my the direction of my life, and it came into my life right in the moment that I needed it, and amazing. the archetype of the female wolf um, to me represents uh, like feminine strength, like the strong feminine. Mm. Um, yeah, like yeah, power, the caregiver, but then also sort of the lone wolf. Yeah, so it's just it's a sort of a, a personal meaning to me, and okay. um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are you going to do to celebrate when these these babies get in people's hands? <laughs> Great question. I think I'm going to need to do more than just more a, than the, a, the mini prosecco. <laughs> yeah, I think we need like a big bottling, <laughs> a, a big bottle, and I think definitely celebrating with the team, like bringing people together. Yeah, I love that. Uh, one last question we like to ask is how do you eat self-love for breakfast? For me, self-love is really taking my time in the mornings and set it, setting aside uh, stillness before I get into my day. It's really important to me to um, you know, wake up, set aside my devices, and just be present in the moment, whether it looks like meditation or reading 
Um, and that's how I like to start my day. I love it. Where can my listeners find you, find Loba, order their their pre-order while it's still on pre-order? Um, hopefully yeah. this will come out while it's still on pre-order, but they can still order after, yes? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so you can find Loba at uh, shoploba, L-O-B-A dot com. And we are taking pre-orders, as you mentioned, and we're on Insta at shop.loba. And then me personally, um, you can find me on my Instagram at Ms. Catherine Ann. That's M-S-K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-A-N-N-E. Beautiful. Thanks so much for coming on today and sharing your story and all this. Like it's been so good. And I really think that there are a lot of really great nuggets that women are going to take away from this. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It was wonderful to meet you and spend some time with you today. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.